today. President Trump nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Minneapolis decides police are kind of important, it turns out. And the Oscars create mandatory inclusion requirements for Best Picture as if they weren't insufferable enough. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by uh, my good friend, if you will see right here, Chad Prather. What? Uh, <laughs> I was like, Chad Prather. Like, oh, on my, the writing on my shirt, you yeah. weirdos. Oh, oh, Chad Prather, oh, uh, yeah. just, just the future governor of Texas Your right here. Your pregnant belly makes my last name disappear. I know. Which is a statement this I've never a, said in my life. I know. It's a regular shirt, so I did what I could with it. I'm pregnant bellies to tend you. to make last names disappear. Yeah. There's something about that. Something like that. <laughs> Ooh, it's, we're off to a good start today. Uh, also joined by Jason Buttrell, Chief Reese researcher of the Glenn Beck program. And uh, basically that means that whenever there's something that's really long that nobody else wants to read, they make Jason do it. Uh, Give it to the nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Make Jason do it. Uh, All right, we've got a lot to get into. Uh, President Trump has officially been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by a member of Norway's Parliament. He says Trump is deserving of the award because of his efforts to broker peaceful relationships between countries, obviously specifically citing everything that's happened lately with the peace treaty between Israel and uh, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting because Obama was awarded for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2009. Or... It's a great question, Jason, because I can't Reading. recall any specific actions that he took. Um, it was just like, well, he's he seems really nice. We like him. I think we'll nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize. This is actually, I mean, President Trump has gotten some work done. Now, whether or not that's recognized by the mainstream media is a different story. But there is real work that he has gotten done when it comes to peace. And then what what was the, there was an announcement earlier, what, last night, that he's withdrawing more troops? From Iraq. Oh, yeah, from Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, so Obama, Obama got it for good intentions. So he told everyone, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and, you know, <laughs> forward and everything. He got the Nobel Peace Prize for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and what the Trump administration did was actually deliver <laughs> right. on attempt, you know, moving towards peace. Mm-hmm. Th- that was historic between UAE and Israel for multiple reasons. Um, m- more broadly looking to the future of what it's going to snowball into later. Uh, just, I think, this week or last week, Saudi Arabia was allowing flights over their territory from UAE to Israel. Yes. That has never happened before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about which, you know, bell dings next as far as which Arab kingdom follows along in suit. It's historic for Israel and for the entire region. So for that, yes, the Trump administration deserves something, some kind of recognition. I don't give a crap about the Nobel Peace Prize because they just give that thing out like candy. It's lost all meaning. It's lost all meaning. Uh, Just, I mean, I could list off a bunch of other things, but the Obama thing was just such a ridiculous, what what the heck was that? Um, So anything that's given out like that now, I just automatically do not trust. Was that the point, was that the point in time where you were like, oh, I guess this is kind of a meaningless award? Because that's when it was for me. I never really paid that much attention to it. And then when it happened with Obama and I was like, I'm sorry, for what now? And then I, that was when I, it kind of tuned me into, oh, I guess this isn't as big a deal as yeah. it used to be. Trump has been nominated, I think, already once before. It seems like it was might have been for moving the, uh, the Israeli embassy, mate, possibly. Might have been for that. I can't mm-hmm. remember why. But it's always for politics. Mm-hmm. It's always for some kind of left-wing agenda politics. And they say, oh, okay, give them the Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, just re- it's just stupid. I think that 
maybe one of the good things about that I can say this that now on a TV show and everyone will pretty much agree with me that, you know, people are starting to wake up to the fact that these international organizations are all a bunch of crap. Yeah, they're all yeah. a bunch of crap. They're all moving in the same direction, which is more power, more control, more, you know, globalized, basically national socialism or government control over private business. That's what they're all moving towards. Uh, any other. Uh, let me, I guess I'll just sum up to that. I think people are finally saying, yeah, we're tired of that. We know what's going on, and we don't want to have anything to do with that anymore. Yeah, the, uh, Chad, so the, the parliament member over mm-hmm. in Norway, I would say his name, but I have no idea how. He did no, could say... You, could you try? No, I couldn't. <laughs> he did say, for his merit, I think he has done more t- trying to create peace between nations than most other Peace Prize nominees. I'm not a big Trump supporter. The committee should look at the facts and judge him uh, on the facts, not on the, way, not on the way he behaves sometimes. The people who have received the Nobel Peace Prize in recent years have done much less than Donald Trump. For example, Barack Obama did nothing. <laughs> I automatically well, love this guy. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about getting me one of those Nobel Peace Prizes. I brokered a deal with my HOA. And I'm, uh, and let me tell you, HOAs can get violently dangerous. The Nobel Prize, to me, and you're right, Jason, all of these uh, international committees are worthless. To me, they're kind of like uh, the tail on a pig. You know, they add a little decoration, but no flavor to the meat. And so uh, Donald Trump's first president in like a million years who hasn't brought us into war or started a war. So there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about the efforts that he made by moving it to Jerusalem, the embassy to Jerusalem, or the capital to Jerusalem, and by moving the embassy to Jerusalem, and it was North Korea. That's why North he was, Korea. That's why he was nominated. Before. North Korea, right. and then the you know the situation as we see now with the United Arab Emirates and Israel. Uh, of course, if something were to fall apart on this, they're going to blame Donald Trump. Now they'll never give him the credit, right? They'll yeah. blame him if mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But of course, now the mainstream media is coming out and comparing him to. Adolf Hitler, right? Yeah. So that's where they're going to go with that. The man can't get any breaks. Because Hitler totally would have moved the embassy out of Jerusalem. Completely. <laughs> completely. Uh, and this, you know, whatever, the guy, the Norwegian guy, I can't say his name either. Um, I don't know why these people in these Nordic countries need so many syllables and consonants. <laughs> and weird symbols over the, the, there. All, yeah, the little, the little pluplas. I don't know what they are, but I'm calling them pluplas. <laughs> you know, my name is Hans Kornhaus. I don't know why they that's do that. That's Chad in Norwegian. That, that's um, But, you know, even he has to throw in, well, I'm not a big Trump supporter. Why not? Mm. I mean, why not? It, that's just the in vogue thing to say, right? I, well, I mean, he deserves it, but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still cool. You know what's, what's hilarious about that is everyone is so scared to mm-hmm. admit that when Trump does something right, or even that they are a Trump supporter yeah. internationally and especially here domestically. I mean, like no one. Watch, no, pretty much everyone you talk to, a ton of people that you talk to that you don't really know, they won't even mention Trump. They won't say they're a supporter. They're deathly terrified that you might, you know, judge them for it. Come election day, all of those people will probably be voting Trump because mm-hmm. they see the craziness coming. Mm-hmm. But internationally, it's the same thing. They know that the, world, the way the world has been running is yeah. not the way to go. They see all these things, mm-hmm. but every president before has kept moving us in that direction. It doesn't work. Yeah. Trump said, I'm going to break that system, and that scares the crap out of them. They know it's right. 
but it still scares the crap out of him. Yeah, and Joe Biden couldn't broker his way out of the basement. He can't figure out the steps, much less peace treaties and things like that. So you got to give it to Trump in the fact that he is not what people said he was going to be, and that is a warmonger. Yeah, they were convinced that was the biggest thing during the the primaries. Uh, you know, he well, he's going to get us into war. He's going to get us into war. Which why did they ever have that? Like who who brought that idea? Along? I think because the idea really was that they were like so that. convinced that he could not do foreign diplomacy. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, Trump's one of those guys. He's. He's a good fellow, right? He pats you on the back. He's like, yeah, we're going to work this thing out. It's going to be okay. Don't you worry about it. We got you. We're going we're gonna to cover you. Yeah. Uh, and until, until you punch him. And then he's like, hey, it's a virus from China. <laughs> I, I think that, I, <laughs> to go on to your question, I think having Bolton around sure did kind of make people think that mm-hmm. that was the direction he would go in. Plus, they thought he would just have an itchy trigger finger because he didn't know what he was doing. But we pretty much know the Trump doctrine and foreign policy now. I mean, it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty standard. Yeah. It is... Talk real tough. Yes. Threaten. Yes. Uh, when they put, put, you know, when they call his bluff, then Trump sends forces like he did in North Korea, multiple aircraft carriers, the threat of military force. But when push comes to shove, he brings them back and he hits them at, with, at the purse. Yeah. The power of the purse. It's all about Economic the sanctions. Yeah. Always. And that's how it's always been mm-hmm. before really the Cold War. Mm-hmm. World War One. that's what we, start, we did in the beginning. You know, we, we used ec- our economic power until we had to move in militarily. World War II, exact same thing. It wasn't until the Cold War that we changed. Mm. Yeah. It's refreshing to see that we're moving back to that direction. And let's not forget that Obama was a warmonger. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy was putting drone strikes uh, on seven simultaneous, yeah, seven simultaneous nations. Well, so Did Libya not turn out well? They never bring Libya up, ever. They never it's do. Like, you can still buy a human there for 90 bucks U.S. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. They you act know, like Libya doesn't yeah. exist, which it doesn't really because he destroyed it. <laughs> right. So it still hasn't recovered. So, okay, so on that note... Wh- is it the mainstream media's fault that that is, isn't so widely known? Because you ask an average American on the street about that, and they have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. And I'd like to believe... Yes, it's their fault. I mean, I I'd mean, like to believe it's not just because Americans mean, are all stupid. You know, right? Barack just, Obama, he's super cool, man. You know, uh, let me be clear. <laughs> he's going to be hanging out on the coast. Richard Branson, Tom Hanks, George Clooney. That's what they show. Yeah. That's what you yeah. see. Because Barack Obama set out to be a celebrity. Yeah. He set out to be a celebrity and mission accomplished. That's exactly what he is. He's the super cool guy that everybody just warms up to. And they're like, oh, if everybody could just be like Barack Obama. Barack Obama killed the crap out of people. Yeah. I mean, he was a bad dude when it comes to foreign relations. Which you, you have. This is the, what irks me about this is I see foreign policy people criticizing Trump. And they're like, oh, my gosh, so it was the other day uh, during, a, during a press conference, uh, uh, Grinnell was uh, basically just him. destroying people in the press conference. Mm-hmm. And these journalists were like, oh, my gosh, they were clutching their pearls. I can't believe he's doing this. You, th- what they actually preferred would be Ben Rhodes lying to them, yeah. straight lying to them, than going on a podcast and bragging about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. They still don't give a crap. It's absolutely ridiculous. Insane. And it would, you know, it, it would be a little bit different, I guess, if we were talking about uh, the time of Barack Obama as if there wasn't his own vice president who was running for president against President Trump right now. But that, yeah. that is the case. I mean, and, you were talking about the vice president Biden at the time who over, helped oversee Biden's all of this. Biden's already spit the same rhetoric out about yeah. how tough we're going to be on China and all of these different things. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean... 
Yeah, when it comes to China and places like that, I doubt him. But, you know, it's going to be the same foreign policy. You know, to answer your question, Sarah, about is it the media's fault? Yes, it absolutely is the media's fault. But I like not, that you answer it five minutes later. Yeah, well, I was, think, I was thinking about it because I was thinking <laughs> it's, it's going to be a much deeper answer. It's, it's actually a lot more than that. It's yeah. the media's fault. It is academia, pro- professors, universities. It's their yeah. fault because they're teaching our kids they're when they go, it. we yeah. pay their tons of money. They say the exact opposite. Right. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the fault of, the, of Hollywood. They're all in bed with them as well. It's, it's every single layer of society. What's insane is they call, you know, the right these authoritarian oppressors mm. when they're all united together to shoot down conservative ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're the oppressors. Right. The majority of Americans cannot find United Arab Emirates on the map. Mm-mm. They can't. They, the majority, of, I don't mean the average American, the majority, the majority of Americans can't even find it on the map. Now, how about the majority of journalists? Be fun to see, wouldn't it? I mean, there's no way. There's no way they can either. No. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Financial. So uh, perhaps you maybe racked up a little bit of extra debt these last couple months. You know, we I don't know if you've noticed, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and things happen. You got credit cards to pay. You got student loans, maybe mortgages. Those don't always go on hold just because there are uh, extenuating circumstances going on in the world. And being in debt sucks. All right. But there is a way to defeat your debt. Thanks to Bills.com. If you are worried about how you're going to pay your maxed out credit cards or you're stressed out thinking about how you're going to pay that next mortgage payment, you got to go to bills.com. They can help you take back control of your life. They are the first step to lowering your monthly payments and becoming debt free with their debt assessment. It is a free debt assessment. It only takes a couple minutes and it could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars each month. I'd say that's well worth the couple minutes that it takes you, all right? They can do debt settlement, personal loan consolidation, student loan or mortgage refinancing. Bills.com can do it all. You've got to go to bills.com slash why. Fill out that free assessment today, free debt assessment. It is bills.com slash why. Don't wait. Bills.com slash why. Back in a minute. The Minneapolis City Council's attempt to defund and abolish the police department there, it apparently has lost momentum. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, you know, this happened after George George Floyd's death, which I know feels like a million years ago. Uh, And the city council voted previously in favor of a commitment to replace the police department with another form of public safety, which I think would have been a police department just renamed something very woke sounding, but uh, either social way, social worker. Yeah, they were talking about social workers. They were talking about I, I can't remember. I can't recall the name that they used. Police sound to does take sound the form scary. Of police, right? But it was something that sounded a lot more warm and fuzzy. <laughs> uh, but apparently, the obstacles have forced some city council members to face the fact that creating policy around the anti-police movement is a lot more difficult than it may have appeared right after something horrible happens. Uh, and it turns out the residents don't actually uh, don't actually feel great about not being um, not having like, you know, police officers there to help to help them feel safe. And uh, now they're they're pulling back their efforts to abolish the department. It's so weird because I seem to recall certain people, <laughs> everyone sitting at this table, um, <laughs> saying that that was kind of a bad idea to just abolish a police department. 
They should bring in um, <clears throat> something with the initials of like KGB or GRU <laughs> or something like that. Oh, they'd love that. Actually. This can only happen in America, though, by the way. I mean, you saw that image of the car on fire and all of these um, mostly peaceful process, uh, protests that we've been talking about. Fiery, but peaceful. Yeah, fiery, but yeah, mostly you, peaceful. Just look at that. That's, not, that's is, just a medium-sized flame. Yeah, I've been to Russia. I've been, I've been to Russia a few times. And, you know, you go through Moscow and even post-Soviet Union Moscow, their police cars do not say to protect and serve, right? That's, that, that doesn't say that. You know, the, these soldiers in the street, and the point I'm making is we live in a country in which we have a military and we have a police force that by and large does not seek to, they don't exist to oppress. They're there to protect and to serve. And so when you take that protection and that serving away, most countries, their, their police forces or their military, they oppress. Most places around the world, they oppress. Uh, are, are there are there bad cops out there? Yeah, they're bad cops. But there's bad surgeons out there. Mm -hmm. But Nancy Pelosi's still getting her boobs done. Uh, <laughs> I, and, and there's bad sex out there. But I've never said no to that. You know, I'm just saying it, it, you don't just lump the bad or lump just throw all the everything out because there's a little bit of the the bad element that's there. Um, so, yeah, people are going to buck this. They're, they're not going to want this. They, they're going to say, no, absolutely not. What we need is we need better. We need more. We need well-funded. Yeah. And that's the situation that's going on there, and they're starting to see the results of it. Jason, I wonder if the problem, though, is that this snowball has gotten a little bit too big and is now going down the hill at such a fast momentum. You've got all of these uh, useful idiots on the ground who are protesting these things, they're not going to stop just because the residents of a city say, okay, actually, this is a horrible idea. They're, I mean, it seems to me from the videos that we've been seeing online that they're just going to get louder and uh, more violent. Yes. Um, what you're seeing now, I, be I personally believe, is my own personal belief, that what you're seeing now is nothing compared to what you're going to see in November. Oh, good. I think it's nothing compared. Um, we're already compared to, to November if there is a certain outcome or just period? I think probably, period. I don't think it matters who wins. I really don't. Um, I think that if Donald Trump wins, I think it will be a whole lot worse. Uh, I think there's, it's crazy. So the, over the past couple of weeks, we are being desensitized to something. Yep. There was an Axios article, I don't know if you guys read that, saying that I try not to read Axios. Yeah, I don't believe you. Um, unfortunately, it's my job to read all this crap. <laughs> um, but there's an Axios article, I think was the first one to come out, that said that they're predicting, or there was this, uh, there was this left-leaning political firm that was predicting that Donald Trump was going to win in a landslide on election day. I did see this. He was going to win in a landslide, but the caveat, once the mailing balloting mm -hmm. started coming in, they could count those, then magically Joe Biden, he's going to win in a landslide. Mm -hmm. So then they're saying that they actually have, I think John Podesta was the one that set this up, a, gr a crisis action group that they were they game planned. And he and Podesta actually played Biden in this uh, little war game. What happens if Trump says, no, you know, I won. You saw it on election night. You guys did something screwy with the balloting. What do we do then? So they're already preparing for, okay, Trump's going to win, but this is our insurance policy. Mm -hmm. It was multiple other articles after that. I think that uh, Chuck Schumer and uh, Bernie Sanders, they teamed up with their own little cr uh, crisis action group saying that, what do we do if Donald Trump doesn't uh, step down? Now, this is bullcrap because Trump has said repeatedly that he'll go do something else. Yeah. It's not, you know, he's got a couple jobs to go back to that he'd be perfectly happy with if he doesn't win. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're setting us up for something. These are not the actions of people that think they're going to win.
Yeah. They're not. They think they know they're in trouble because of these protests, because, yes, they're going to keep going. They supported them. The country is starting. I mean, this is actually turning everything for Trump now. Mm-hmm. Backfired majorly. Mm-hmm. This is this. It's only going to get worse. This probably will turn everything around for Trump, even though I still think he would, would, would have won. But this is this might turn it into their nightmare scenario of landslide. Mm. Then what happens in November? I'm telling you, I haven't seen nothing yet. Wait until that happens on November. Great, great. We talked about it on yesterday's show. It's going to take a landslide. I mean, like a like a Reagan Mondale back in the what 84, 85, 84 landslide for anything to be that convincingly overwhelming. But even then, I don't think that this is going to slow this down because again, they've built the narrative. This is Trump's America. And it's going to be interesting to see that because in these Democrat-led cities, that's Trump's America. But when Trump wins again, what you're going to see is you're going to see more and more of this going on in Democratic cities while the stock market goes through the roof. It's going to be Mm -hmm. interesting to watch that happen. I'm sorry, but you triggered me when you said this is Trump's America. Mm Because what's what's crazy is they never point out the fact that Ferguson was in 2015. Yes. Black Lives Matter started under Joe Biden's watch. Someone actually told me online, well, you didn't see any rioting when Obama was president. I was like, um, were what? you asleep it's during when we began During Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. Occupy Wall Street started under their watch, I, too. I, I, can, I, can, I can show you some of my Twitter messages and death threats that I got from BLM people, members, whatever. You know, I don't know what they were. You know, Identified as that, anyway. Right. You know what's crazy is they, keep, they, they continue to screw this up. They keep thinking this is for the people on the left. They think that Donald Trump is the, pro- the source of the problem. No, the, 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 Trump is what you got because of what you created. Mm-hmm. The circumstances that they created with, look at all these places, all, they're all progressive hellholes. Right. Or they, this stuff is the worst, right. whether it's in Rochester, where it's wherever, in Minneapolis, whatever, it's in progressive hellholes under progressive mayors, Democrat leaders, governors, all of the above. It's in their communities, mm-hmm. but it's Trump's fault. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, again, that started under their watch. It's yeah. Trump's fault. No, he is not the person, he does, is not the personification of what is pissing you off. Mm-hmm. It's the situation that brought us to Trump. Because they were sick of all that crap, so they elected Trump. Yeah. You need to concentrate on your own business. It's all reactionary. It's reactionary to Trump. That's Here, all the we last just stuff said in the last segment, Trump didn't start foreign wars, but yet you're going to accuse him of starting domestic wars. He's not a warmonger. Mm-hmm. You guys are reacting to him like a bunch of asshats, and that's what's going on. It's your fault. You're the ones who are doing it. Mm-hmm. You're creating this nightmare. It, yep. This reminds me of, uh, I guess it was maybe a month or so ago now, when I was on your show and we watched that montage of all of the Democrat leaders who went on mainstream media and they were planting those seeds that you were talking about, Jason, mm-hmm. saying, well, he's not going to re- be removed from office. He's not going to step down. We're going to have to go and use force and step him down. And you can see, especially in hindsight, all of these pieces that they were just putting into the picture, planting the seeds so that they could come back later and have this data firm say, well, it may look like Trump wins the election, but just wait. A- ask yourself why the sudden push for mail, univer- this yeah. universal mail-in ballots. Yeah. Why? When you could just tell them to do an absentee ballot for freaking... I, yep. I'm which, not going to cuss on the show. Just, by the way, I'll do it. Still, <laughs> don't let me anymore. still exists, guys. Like absentee ballots are, are still, they're not the same thing as mail-in. 
just mm -hmm. so you know, I think there's a lot of confusion mm -hmm. there. But why would they suddenly push this? <laughs> then you hear there's crisis action groups that are going to use mail-in balloting as their insurance policy after a landslide victory in Trump's favor. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is Something so easy. They're already saying, everybody from Mark Zuckerberg on, saying, well, this we have to teach everyone that this is going to take months to settle. So people, are they're not right. expecting a result on election night. They're already conditioning people. Yes. This is one big conditioning process. Yep. I mean, all the way from coronavirus, the mask mandates, everything. You are being conditioned. It is not. The issue is never the issue. We are seeing the tip of the iceberg. The mm -hmm. bulk of the stuff underneath the surface of the sea is what's really going on, and it's hidden from all of us. Ultimately, it is about control. It is about who is going to be in charge? BLM does not want equality for the black community. They want control. LGBTQ does not want equality for gays. They want control. And I'm talking about the agendas. I'm not talking about the individuals. I'm talking about the agendas. Mm -hmm. They don't want equality. They want control. The Democrats, they do not want to see an America at peace. They do not. They want to see control at all costs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Jason mentioned earlier progressive hell holes. Uh, on that note, we're going to talk My coming house. up after the break about uh, Hollywood and the Oscars. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Keeps. So if you have noticed, maybe your hair isn't oh, looking as full as it's as it got the two ball guys on here. Awkward. This is this is really awkward, guys. Um, so losing your hair is not fun. Apparently. I don't know. Jason, could you could you tell me? Is it? No? Is it just <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we, I'm, I'm, this is awkward. Is it? Is it? <laughs> it's a yeah, little awkward. Uh, so, okay, so we know you guys are men, so you're not going to go to the doctor and be like, oh, I'm starting to lose my hair, or I'm getting kind of self-conscious about it. You're not going to do that. You don't go to the doctor for anything. So here is a better option for you. You can, you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home, and you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but you're going to save a ton of money because Keeps offers the generic versions of those treatments. So you're going to get get it at like half the cost. And you can do it while being super lazy. So when I say comfort of your own home, I truly mean you can be sitting on your couch, answer a couple questions online, take a couple pictures of your hair from your phone, and the doctor will review all of your info. They ship everything directly to your door. You don't have to make unnecessary trips to the doctor, to the drugstore. You can do it all from home. We can get you started with a special deal. Are you listening? It sounds like it was made exactly for me. I know. That's why I'm like, are you listening? Gosh. What are you waiting for? Go are they to... reading my mind? This is nuts. You can go to keeps.com. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y. That's W-H-Y. You will get 50% off your first order. Yes, that's half off right now. You got to go to keeps.com slash Y. It is keeps.com slash Y. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced that films hoping to be nominated for the Best Picture category starting in 2024, so they're giving Hollywood a couple years to prepare, they must meet a number of, quote, inclusion requirements in order to even be considered for the award as part of the organization's initiative to mandate a certain level of diversity in Hollywood and beyond. So, I know, I know. As it, I mean, it was already insufferable. Well, now they're making it more insufferable. There goes my screenplay for oh. a coming-of-age story in Scotland. Jeez. <laughs> I tell you. That's a good point. Can you not do period pieces in I Europe? Mean, I mean, I can't do Emma. I can't do uh, any Virginia Woolf. I, I mean, I can't. The Sound of Music, out! <laughs> 
It's out, and it's got Nazis. Oh, uh, it's got so such Aryans. Uh, but I'll tell you, it, Hollywood is a house of cards. Bad logic. Uh, it has finally fallen in on itself, mm-hmm. right? So what they just did by doing this, and I hate that I'm even trying to make a serious point about this. <laughs> they took away any form of uh, artistry to to making a picture, to making a film. You can't. They, all the artistic value of it is now gone. You have to make it a certain way. So now you're going to have two categories of films. You're going to have movies that people actually go see. <laughs> and you're going to have stuff that they are making specifically yeah. to win an Oscar. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, so that's that's what's going to happen. You're going to have two different types of things, and that's going to be the deal. Forget the fact that they've made movies that people went to see, like Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Which Party Foul Steve and I went to see it. We were the only two white dudes. We looked like we sat right down in the front too. We we looked like the two teeth in a meth head's mouth uh, in that theater. So it was. <laughs> Anyway, we were the only white, we were the only white guys. That's in there. pretty accurate. Yeah, though. It was pretty much. Just sort of, yeah, uh, we talked through the whole thing. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> listen, but that's the whole deal. I mean, I mean, hey, man, listen, man, listen, look. man, look, man, look, look. Uh, but that's what you're gonna see. Art, art, the artist, artistic nature of it is dead. Hollywood is dead. I was thinking yesterday. You know, we used to go to the we used to go to the movies once every two weeks, maybe. You know, uh, I I don't miss. That's one thing I don't miss. I yeah. don't miss going to the theater. I don't miss it at all. I don't either. You know, uh, my husband wanted to go see the new Christopher Nolan movie, and I was like, eh, I mean, I guess I, I, there I, was I could. One. But I don't really, you know, I, I don't miss it. I don't really care to. Probably because, yeah, Hollywood sucks They're now. They're just insufferable. All, all the movies suck now. They don't, yeah. I don't, they had to put this out as like actual policy. Yeah. But this is already the policy. This yeah. is already what it is. They're already rewriting movies. Like that's when the next phase in Marvel uh, is all taking out the current superheroes and replacing mm-hmm. them with either female superheroes mm-hmm. or Remember that whatever. one, the, that last whatever uh, uh, Avengers one where all of a sudden showed all the women. Yeah, that oh, that was, was awful. And I, and I threw up on the Oh, I know. <laughs> it was so, I mean, it was not even subtle yeah. at all. Oh, it so was just stupid. so in your face. Okay, we see what you're trying to do. Oh, girl power, yay. Can we just get on with the freaking movie already? <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's the reason why the movies suck, though, is because they're, instead of just concentrating on the plot and the plot drives the movie they have the plot then they have to write in these all these different subplots to say oh but there's the you know the gay guy and over here is you know like what insert whatever intersectional you know part of the movie those are all separate little plots and the, the, the result is you get this crap you know that, yeah. that nobody is interested in I don't know I don't, I don't everyone's going to Netflix anyway I don't can't imagine even going yeah. back to the theater yeah uh, now let me let me get to the standards here, just so just so that we're clear on what these new standards, these inclusion standards are. They require one of the following: so at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors has to be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Uh, at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from certain underrepresented groups, or the main storyline, theme, or narrative is centered on an underrepresented group. Oh my God! This you know what? Is- they, if they really want to make be woke, all proceeds, all profits Whoa. from the film should go to underrepresented minority communities. I love that. Let's really be woke. 
Well, and what's okay. underrepresented? Because I would yeah. say that the white Christian male is quite underrepresented in Hollywood. Well, there are no Christians in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, you don't represent Christians. You don't represent conservatives. So let's talk about that. You Neither yeah. of those are accurately represented right. in Hollywood. Uh, and let's remind everybody that the studio heads and the, and the production heads are Jewish guys who are going to profit from all of this. <laughs> so it's all hypocrisy. It, that's why I said it's a faulty false logic house of cards and it's finally fallen in on itself this is going to this is going to backfire worse than anything else a good test of that would be to do a documentary or not do a documentary but a big production starring big name actors about you know what the muslims in Xinjiang and china are going through yeah do do a huge movie on that huge blockbuster they won't because they are so concerned about what's going on in China as far as the revenue they're going to pull in, including every major production company, every major, like NBC, all of them, they're all trying to get into China. Uh, massive human rights, the, the biggest human rights abusers in the world yeah. probably right now, yeah. but silence on that. That is incredible. Exact, complete silence. I'm sure that you would love nothing more than to just see Hollywood just crash and burn. Oh my gosh. I, uh, I tell you, I, uh, spending the amount of, I think spend over a decade there. And just seeing seeing them do these little public service announcements yeah. or just go on TV or award shows. I've been to countless award shows. And there's, oh, yeah, for the children and for the yeah. underprivileged. And then you hear them getting in the car. And it's exactly the opposite. Yeah. It's like, I cannot believe you get away with this con. I can't believe it. Yeah. But so many people are buying Us magazine. Oh, what's Ben Affleck doing? You're like, oh, my gosh. I keep telling Jason he needs to, uh, like, write a book and then just. <laughs> To, like put it in a locker in a safe so after I die. Dies. And then I, I want to read it all because I want to know. He can't. He never tells us. Imagine there's no Oscar. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Hollywood's stupid. Yeah. Uh, stupid. Even more. Stupid. They, who knew they could make themselves more insufferable than they already were? All right. Coming up next, uh, Andrew Cuomo says that uh, Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. That is apparently a fact. And in other news, Cuomo has no idea what facts are. We will get to that after the break. Be right back. Shove it up your ass. All right, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. Uh, you know, it's, he's had an interesting uh, turn of, I guess, a change of heart because, you know, at the beginning of all of this coronavirus, I seem to recall he, among several other Democratic lawmakers, were actually giving President Trump praise uh, for his handling of the coronavirus situation, for him working with all of these states. Uh, Andrew Cuomo somewhere in there changed his tune, and today— uh, here is what he had to say about President Trump regarding the COVID outbreak in New York. Watch. It was not the China virus. It was the European virus that came to New York. They missed it. They missed it. The China virus went to Europe. It got on a plane. It went to Europe. They never even thought of the possibility. And then three million Europeans got on the plane and came to New York, and they brought the virus. January, they brought the virus. February, they brought the virus. March, they brought the virus. And in mid-March, the federal government is a travel ban from Europe. Mid-March, too little, too late, Mr. President, he 
caused the COVID outbreak in New York. I mean, unfreaking believable for the man who sent all of these nursing home patients to their deaths by, you know, pairing them up with COVID positive patients, forcing the nursing homes to take all of these COVID positive patients. Really interesting uh, hearing I mean, from it, that guy. If he'd had a, he should have used his crystal ball. And as the governor of New York, he could have shut down LaGuardia. He could have shut down Kennedy Airport. He could have done all of that and said, we're not taking European flights coming in from Italy. I mean, since he can tell the future and all of that stuff, he should have known, right? I mean, he's the governor of New York. He can he can control what's coming in and out of his state's airports. Does does he realize that this is the same damn virus? He's like, it's not the China virus. It's the European virus. It's the same freaking virus, moron. And can we can we point out the fact that it was Donald Trump that first shut down flights from China and everybody Uh on the on the left lost their minds. And then when he did shut down travel from Europe. They're like, oh my gosh, what's he doing? You know, this is such an assault on our friends in Europe. Why is he, it's not even, they said it's not even from Europe, it's from China. Mm -hmm. So what is he doing shutting down flights from China, uh, from Europe? Yeah. But now he wants us to forget all about that. Uh Uh-huh. In fact, Donald Trump led the entire world on shutting down travel from places like Asia and Europe. He led the world. They all told him he was being an authoritarian. Now they're saying not only was it a good idea, but he was too late doing yeah. it. And mid-March, I mean, mid-March, we're not talking about he waited until July. Right. Mid-March was pretty early in this whole situation. It was the same time Nancy Pelosi was telling people to attend parades. Come out to Chinatown. Everything's fine, it's amazing. <laughs> they were, the, the people in the city of New York were saying, it's everything's fine, continue to ride the subway. Yeah. yeah. And now they're saying that's probably the reason why I was hit uh, in New York so hard is because exactly how they ride the subway and it's so compact. It is, it's just so interesting God. to watch them. And uh, when I say interesting, I mean maddening. To watch them rewrite history. They're They're doing it with everything now. I mean, I saw Joe Biden the other day. I don't think we have this clip, but I saw Joe Biden just the other day. What was it yesterday? He came out and said, I'm not the one who said I was in favor of defunding the police. That was Donald Trump. It's just like he said. We're, <laughs> like, what? He and Kamala Harris both said whenever we're going to use federal powers, executive powers to have mask mandates. Yes, yes. And then he came back out and said, yes. no, as we, we, nobody wants to wear a mask. Nobody wants to wear a mask. We don't want to do that. He's hypocrites. Oh, and okay, so actually, somewhere in the middle of all of reading the crystal ball, though, Andrew Cuomo had to had the time to write a book, right, about how to lead through a pandemic. Thank God, I can't wait to read that mm, one. I'm sure Paige it's a real freaking Turner. Page Turner. Uh, okay, so I I mentioned that about Joe Biden. Jason, have you heard this? No. Okay. All right. So here is Joe Biden. We actually have the clip. Here is Joe Biden talking about how it that wasn't me. That was Donald Trump. Watch. If you watch the ads, I'm sure you've seen them, although uh, a lot of Pennsylvanians are seeing them because there's a lot of ads out there right now. Uh, They would say that you want to uh, defund the police, and uh, it seems to be uh, uh, trying to frighten some folks. Uh, can Can you set the record straight on that? I not only don't want to defund the police, I'm the one calling for $300 million more for local police, for community policing. I also think we should add... Uh, social workers and psychologists help police on 911 calls. The only person calling to defund the police is, is Donald Trump. Look at his budget. He calls for cutting police funding for local, state and local help by $400 million. Once again, he's pathological. He's pathological. He, Donald Trump is pathological. I love it. I, yeah, I absolutely love it. I, I love how, but what's funny is it's, it's kind of laughable that they think, I think, they believe that ads at this point are going to change the election. 
they think that like that was this reporter's like everybody in Pennsylvania is seeing all these ads, saying all this stuff. Yeah. It don't matter. It really does not matter. Uh, the the radical left base is in place. The the people that just hate Trump because of whatever, they're in place. There's people in the middle now that I think because of all these things, why they're now changing their tune, they wanted to go, what we were talking about earlier, they wanted to go after President Trump on the coronavirus crap. Mm. They wanted to so badly. Mm. They had everything lined up. Like you said, all of this stuff has been setting up, setting us up you know, for, you know, for later on, toward, closer to the election. That's what they wanted, that was their plan. But when the other part of their plan, their strategy, was to let Main Street USA burn to the ground and blame Donald Trump. Yeah. Now they're seeing that that's, oh crap, maybe we shouldn't have been saying defund the police. We'll just come out on TV and say it never happened. Mm-hmm. They'll believe us. Right, they'll, they'll just right? believe us while the media will run cover for them, for sure. Uh, before we have to go, so we're talking about Andrew Cuomo. So apparently Andrew Cuomo also announced just today that finally restaurants in New York City would be allowed to open for indoor dining at 25% capacity beginning on September 30th, but customers will be subject to temperature checks at the door, will have to leave contact information for the purpose of contact tracing, and because we all know scientifically that COVID gets worse after midnight, there will be no bar service and no service after midnight when COVID comes out. Get ready for more bankruptcies. The the ones that have already shut down are are going to have to shut down because when they come, we've seen this here in Texas when we had the 25% capacity, stupid crap, Mm -hmm. because when they come back, the restaurant now has to hire workers to come in, not to imagine the people at the front uh, door checking temperatures, temperatures and all that stupid stuff, taking names. Yep. That costs money. Yeah. That's money that the restaurants can't afford to spend. Not at 25% capacity, so they'll stay shut down and they'll go bankrupt. Mm, and right. they don't even care. Awesome. That's so stupid. No, they don't. We were, I can't remember which state we were in here recently, but we went into a restaurant and a girl at the front who had the temperature thing had fallen asleep like this. She was no. behind the plexiglass falling asleep. <laughs> she was still holding the thermometer and I was like, we shouldn't eat here. <laughs> we just walked on past her. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to it's a like pl- she's dead? <laughs> Have you been to a place yet where they do they ask they've asked you to leave your information? Yeah. Do you leave it? Yeah, sure. Oh, I didn't leave mine. Hell no. Sure. That, well, <laughs> no. Luckily- I mean, whatever. I mean, like, I, I really wanted the sushi. Yeah, but you can just write, like, like Joe Schmo. Yeah, Joe Schmo. I didn't, Schmo give, I didn't give them five. real stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's what I was asking. Oh, no, I gave them some stuff. Yeah, because I'm like... My <laughs> number is one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. Okay, but I heard also that the little scanners on the tape, what's it called, the QR codes, they can trace you through that way, Of course they can. That's the whole point. So we don't even do that. I'm like, I'll just look up the menu on my phone. Thanks, but... I just go in there naked. I'm like, here I am. Here I am. Okay, well, that creates a whole other set of problems uh, for the restaurant, but uh, we won't get into that. We got to take a break. Real sanitary issue. All right, I'm very interested in uh, what you guys think about today's poll question that they are asking over at The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. They want to know what you think. Should taking a COVID vaccine be mandatory? Now, I would like to believe in all of you that all of you would say, hell no, it should not be mandatory. But uh, I'll be interested to see the results. Did you guys see that uh, they had to shut down the largest COVID-19 vaccine mm. study because there was a some they, they won't say what, but some adverse serious adverse reaction that caused them to, to shut down until they investigate further, which is fairly Uh-oh. routine. But did, were you the participant? Or? <laughs> <laughs> 
which is fairly routine. But everyone says, oh, well, but I mean, it's producing antibodies, so it must be good. It's like, well, they just I mean, gave that's me not a, the only thing we're looking at. <laughs> I'm completely fine. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let us know if you think taking a COVID vaccine should be mandatory. Before we go, want to remind all of you, I know there are a lot of you that are watching on YouTube, maybe you're watching the live YouTube stream. Hello to all of you out there. If you have not yet gone to wherever you got your favorite podcasts, uh, specifically most of you go to what, like iTunes, Apple Music, whatever. Um, go to your podcast where you get your podcast and you download it, subscribe to it, and then you got to review it and rate it. And you can, I mean, just put, put like, we love it when Chad Prather is on. We can't wait for him to be the next governor of Texas. You could put that too. <laughs> but just, what, just, just give, us, give us the stars. Give us a review. It helps more people be able to see it. And while you're there, don't forget to also subscribe to the Chad Prather Show also as well. Subscribe, rate, and review that. I mean, you could give him five stars, but I'm just more, I'm more concerned about the stars that you give me. We only take five stars. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so they, it, it just rejects it or what? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.